You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. I'm getting harassed on Twitter because uh, I don't think that uh, the office is as good as Parks and Rec. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Ooh, we're here I, to talk I miss about this debate. Bu- I, this I is, I mean, it's not a debate. It's not a debate, Marcus. The, uh, the Parks and Rec is better than the office. Uh, anyways, Why can't we just we're going to talk both about things? OTA practices, <laughs> not this crazy people that think that the office is better than Parks and Rec. If we have to, we can talk about Cowboys, but I really want to talk about the other thing after the show. <laughs> um, all right, so coming up on today's show, we are going to dive into some OTA nuggets uh, and some off-season articles that we've kind of been reading, and we're going to kind of you know parse through some of this information to try to see how much we should believe what's being written. This is the time of the year I, I do this myself. For puff pieces, for positive outlook thing, you know, everything is going to be great for the upcoming year. Everybody's in the best shape of their lives. Um, so we're going to kind of Optimism reigns supreme. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, so yeah. let's go ahead and get into some of the things that we are hearing. And I want to start with Randall Cobb. Uh, from all accounts, Randall Cobb has looked really good in the Cowboys OTAs. Uh, Calvin Watkins tweeted the other day that it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to take Randall Cobb off the field because he's been that good so far. Um, Landon, how much do you believe kind of the the resurgence of Randall Cobb in Dallas? Well, I mean, uh, you know, resurgence, I, I feel like he's still a, a relatively young player. I mean, he's only 28 years old. I mean, considering what he is as a you know hired gun free agent that we've taken off the street, that's not terribly young. It's not terribly old. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that he... Is probably healthier than he has been in a, in a little while, and I think that uh, a new system with a with a with a new outlook. I think all those things are are reason for uh, optimism about his play. I don't you know I, I don't know if that means that he's going to be the guy that he was in you know 2014 or 2015 or whatever the year that he's it was reached kind of his prime. But you know I think that there I think there's reason to. Um, you know, be optimistic about what he can do in this offense. I think it's, I mean, I do think it's a really good fit. And if he's healthy, that he could have a big year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, staying healthy and, 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 you know, maintaining his hamstring, that's been part of the issue this time. So, uh, yeah, I, I believe that, that it, he could look good and that he could be a good fit because I just think that the things that, we knew about him coming in is that he was smart and that he uh, was very QB friendly as a receiver because of his background as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe all those things. The question is, is you know, how's that? How long, is that going to last? How long will that last? Yeah, I still like Randall Cobb a lot. He's always been one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, but do you buy this, you know, idea that it's going to be hard to take him off the field? I, I, I kind of do because, first oh. of all, I think, I, I think Kellen Moore is going to want to run a lot of 11 personnel, right? And Probably. 
Cobb gives you the versatility of not only being able to play in the slot and on the outside, but you could do some fun things where you put him in the backfield with Ezekiel Elliott. You know, you could use Ezekiel Elliott as a lead blocker every once in a while. You could run jet sweeps. You can run ghost sweeps. Would it be a hundred per? I mean, would it be really surprising if Cobb approached 75 percent of the snaps this year? I mean, no, it wouldn't be surprising. Um, I just think that it's like it's one of those things where, um, it, you know, that that will how how does it develop into the regular season? I don't I don't think we go into the regular season, you know, knowing that he's going to be at that rate. I, I don't think it's it would be surprising at all if he if he got that because of all the reasons that you mentioned. And I think they're placing a high premium on versatile players that they can deploy uh, into personnel groups on the field and still not. And then the defense may not know exactly. Uh, you know what? How to defend all that, or or what kind of personnel groups to respond with? Um, I, you know, I think if you get enough of those guys in the field, like you can, you know, the, the the wide variety of formations that you can deploy based on one. You know, like for instance, if you've got Randall Cobb and and Jamez Olawale, um, you know, on the field at the same time going into the 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 huddle. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't really know where any of those guys are going to line up. Like they could line up in a v- variety of formations because you have two, two or three guys that you know can line up all over the field, kind of. And I think that right. that's that kind of versatility means that he's going to get, you know, obviously the the wide receiver two or wide receiver three snaps that he's going to get, and then on top of that, he probably will get a little bit extra than a normal wide receiver two or three because he can also be deployed in those packages where he's being counted on to line up as a running back or as an H back, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he, if he approached that, that level of, of, of snap counts. Um, but I, you know, I think the thing that is holding him back is his ability to stay on the field more than anything. I I don't know that it's, it's his talent level. I think whenever he's healthy entering a game, I think you're going to see him on the field a lot. Not only in just 11 personnel things, I think you're going to see him at times where it's him and Amari Cooper on the field in 12 personnel or in 21 personnel. Uh, or next, yeah, not 21. Uh, yeah, uh, 12 personnel. Why not? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to have him. I, I just think you're going to see him on the field a lot. Um, let's I go also ahead think real, go real quick. I also think that you know there's there's something to be said for the idea that you know the Cowboys really didn't have a great uh, sc- scramble drill last year, and I, and I think that that's something that Randall Cobb can really bring to this is that when things break down as a wide receiver on the wide receiver side of things, he can he's a, a, you know as a former quarterback I think he can do a better job of understanding. The angles, understanding what the quarterback is seeing as he's on the run, understanding zones and sitting in them and finding the holes to present a target. I, I, right. I think those are all things that uh, Randall Cobb can provide to you that maybe that Dak was missing a little bit at times. You know, I mean, that's not even necessarily Cooper's you know thing. So to get a guy who you know the two guys really with Witten to get two guys who are kind of used to doing that sort of thing and, and understand the concepts there, I think that could really help Dak when the play breaks down. All right, the next one I want to talk about is Tony Pollard. Uh, it seems like all the reports out of OTAs and rookie minicamps have been glowingly positive for Pollard. Uh, I know Amari Cooper the other day compared him to Alvin Kamara. 
Uh, Cooper played with Alvin Kamara at Alabama one year before he transferred to Tennessee. Uh, the, everybody's talking about just how fast he is and how he's just not a gadget player. He can be an every-down running back. Do you believe? Are you starting to believe this hype that maybe Tony Pollard is the next Alvin Kamara type of running back, and that we're finally going to see the Cowboys use a player like that to their fullest ability? Because, I mean, listen, Landon, we've been talking about that kind of player for a long time, getting a space player since Lance Dunbar, and even Lance Dunbar, we were hoping to see use more. But do you buy that the Cowboys finally have that kind of player and are going to use him this year? Well, I mean, we kind of have to see it, but it sounds like he can be that kind of player. I mean, he has that type of you know skill set to, to be that kind of player. Um, you know, the question will become usage and and how that plays out. But I mean, I think you know that right now I I'm leaning towards the optimism that I feel like Kellen Moore will do find a way to use that. You know, I, the funny thing is is that I've been starting to go back and watch some of these games, and, and it feels like when you watch these games, the, the last year's games. I mean, it's like I said, you see this stuff in the in the offense. You see them calling some interesting stuff, but it's just not, you know, persistent. And it's just so kind of happened? like... What, why, why well, did they a, there was a lot of it. cowardly play calling. There was a lot of not trusting the, the talent that was around them to, uh, to, to, you know, take a chance down the field sometimes. And I, I just, I think that it, it really is... I think that you know, they have a personnel group now that that I think is a lot better than where they were last year, oh, uh, and sure. I yes. think that you know, I think that's you know makes all the difference in the world. Is you can't, I don't know, you can't play it safe and have subpar talent. You, you got to take the risk. You got to shoot and try take the, the take the shot. I think if you've got dominating talent, that's when you can play a little more conservatively because you you have a talent yeah. disparity. Um, right. So either way, this is giving them uh, either an opportunity to have that talent disparity or to uh, to, to 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 take shots. And I, and I think that that you know with a guy like Pollard and 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 just a little bit more. Uh, oomph, you know, in, in the dump offs, sure. or, or or as a guy who can just specifically be schemed open, I, I just think it's it, it's a better case. You're going to get suddenly those dump offs that that should that were going to Zeke for you know two or three yards are going for you know five or six yards after the catch. You know because he's a better space player, and I right. think that you know you find other ways to use Zeke in, in better ways that that fit him. Uh, you know, I think this idea of giving Zeke. 70 passes by giving him 65 dump offs is I mean I'm exaggerating but is is you know that's not the way to get him involved in the passing game to have success right I agree um I listen I am as hesitant as anybody to believe that the Cowboys are going to use this type of player to the fullest ability because we just haven't seen it um but I'm a big fan of Tony Pollard uh, I was before they even drafted him. I think this is a guy that really can be the positionless offensive player that we're kind of going to in the NFL because if you watch him on film, when he's on the field with Darrell Henderson, uh, he's basically a slot receiver who, man, he is so dangerous after the catch. You you see him sometimes run between the tackles, but, man, he has just incredible speed. If you can find a way to get him, what, five, eight touches a game on offense – 
I think he can be an explosive, explosive playmaker. So I'm starting to kind of slowly buy into Pollard having a big role in this offense. Um, we won't know until we get to training camp, probably. Uh, we'll kind of see how often he's on the field, but uh, I'm excited about where we are with Tony Pollard. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Dak Prescott. Uh, Kellen Moore, I believe it was actually this morning, uh, was talking about how Dak Prescott is improving dramatically on his deep passes. He's getting uh, more air under the ball, and he's just becoming a more accurate thrower down the field. Do you buy that, Landon? Sure. I mean, I think he's a developing quarterback. I mean, it's, it sounds like he worked hard to kind of work on his, his body. And, and again, like, uh, you know, despite what they're saying, like, Dak could do this before. You know, this is not... This is not the this is not the time to be measuring that. You know, it's the issues that Dak has had at times with throwing down the field is when he's in the pocket, there's pressure and he loses his footwork and uh and is, you know, loses his uh, fundamentals and and sure. and disconnects his upper and lower body from each other and, and tries to arm balls. And I think that's you know, that's where the the real test of this is going to is going to come, not you know, in OTAs, it's a very controlled environment. I, I, I think that this idea that Dak learned how to throw a deep ball over the uh, over the off season is is wrong. You know, and it's just yeah, but that's also coming from are, the premise that he was bad at it before, right? Because I don't think exactly he was bad that's at what it. I'm saying is that I don't yeah. accept the premise of the idea that that oh he learned how to throw the deep ball. No, you just you know you just buy into that terrible narrative, and you're comparing the information that you're seeing now to that terrible narrative. So, sure. uh, and on top of that, it's it's bad information because, you know, a, a quarterback learned how to throw deep in a controlled OTA environment. I'm color me surprised. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it's it's this is the kind of thing where it's like, come on, guys. Like, first of all, it's it's a it's a bad thing that you're suggesting, and second of all, you know, it, quarterback throws in practices and OTAs. It's like, I just don't. I don't take too much into it because you, you the best yeah. thrower in the world on seven on seven would uh, would not last uh, three weeks in the NFL. Right. It's, it's a completely different thing. They're practicing. They're trying to get the rhythm of the plays going. They're trying to get all of them working together to pr- to get used to that. This is not football yet. I I agree. Um, do you know what makes a a quarterback a much better deep ball passer? Uh, getting weapons who can get open down the field. We saw well, Dak yeah. Prescott. <laughs> that certainly improve. helps. Yeah, we saw him improve dramatically as a deep ball passer once Amari Cooper came into the lineup. That's not an accident. If you get guys who actually can get open and create separation down the field and can win in contested areas like Cooper can, uh, it, it's going to help you out. So I, I, I do buy that with uh, Amari being in his second year in Dallas. And then another player, Michael Cooper, uh, stepping up, I do believe that he's getting better. And let's kind of talk about Michael Cooper. Sorry, uh, Gallup. Michael Gallup. Michael, yeah. excuse me, Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Cooper was a basketball player for the Lakers. Uh, Michael Gallup <laughs> has been uh, the subject of a lot of pieces over the last couple of days. Uh, Shereen Williams wrote a piece for Pro Football Talk that Michael Gallup is becoming more comfortable in the Cowboys' offense. He's asking more questions. Uh, and that he's doing everything he needs to do to take that next step. Dak Prescott mentioned the other day that he's been just impressed with uh, Gallup's approach to the game and that he believes he's going to be a star in the NFL. Do you kind of believe this second-year leap is coming for Gallup, Landon? 
Actually, I, I mean, I do because I, I think that if you watched him as the season went on, it was starting to the light was starting to turn on for sure. Um, Especially in I that think, last uh, game of the season. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, um, I think in general he uh, he had struggles finishing you know it felt like that's where the area where he needed to improve and i and i and and that's the area where i feel like you do the most improvement well i mean you know getting off press is also a a big thing for 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 these guys at that young age but I, i just think that that's an area where you're able to you know physically get um you know stronger in the off season which can help with the point of attack you know finishing uh and i think you know we've heard reports that he's gotten bigger and he's 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 uh, bulked up a little bit is that and, a good and thing or a bad thing we, well i you no know, i mean i think getting a little bit of strength in his upper body is good i mean I, you know he's he i think he can do that without sacrificing uh speed cuz um, generally i like guys that are cutting weight and not adding but that that's just more of a personal thing yeah, but I mean, this is—he's a rookie wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? He's not like a fourth-year vet. I mean, these guys are still kind of putting in, uh, you know, the work. They're becoming athletes full time. I, I think that there's, there's certainly, especially the the rookie, your first rookie off season, you can get bigger and faster, you know, and quicker. Like just because you're working out in in a a lot more. Uh, you know, frequent rate. I think those. That's something that's that's worth you know looking into because I I don't know that it's necessarily, um, you know, always a case where like this is a guy trying to cut down body fat. I think this is a case where this guy is a young player and his body is still developing. Uh, so and I and again I think he didn't really have as many as much problems I think with press as some other rookie quarterbacks have had in the past. Um, but I do think that he has had, had struggles at times uh, finishing at the point of attack, and I think the added you know strength. I mean, again, I think it's mostly upper body and his arm strength. I think that's going to help him you know be a little bit more physical and, and taking the ball away in the air and that sort of thing. I, I, wonder I, I think he was really coming on. And, bulk him, I was going to say, I wonder if they're trying to bulk him up because they know they're going to use him a little bit more in the red zone and on that kind of stuff this year. Maybe. I mean, I th- maybe they want to play him in some X, too, you know, like because that wouldn't I think, me either. yeah, I mean, I just if with the ideas that moving Cooper around and everyone can kind of play all these spots, it might help him with to get a little bit of size, a little bit more size to just work out uh, well, on the it, line. It's of not like directly. he was an overly big player coming into the league anyways. He was only no, no. 205 pounds. So if he's no, up no, to yeah, 210, he was small. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, this is, he, I think this was necessary. I mean, I don't know, that, again, this isn't like he's trying to rebuild his body this is a young player that's still developing that now gets paid to work out all the time you know i think that's what this is so uh i think he's you know again the way he was coming on at the end of the year uh, the what what he what we saw with him he what he needs to do is convert more of his targets and i think that's about finishing so Mm -hmm. i'm okay with a little bit more strength all right let's go ahead and finish up with this one uh dorance armstrong uh, there's been some reports over the last couple of days that Dorrance Armstrong is dramatically quicker off the line of scrimmage. Uh, a couple of people have said he's looked like one of the better defensive ends on the field. Do you buy that, Landon? Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I've been a proponent of of Dorrance Armstrong's for a while. I, I think that um, I, you, he showed you something last year when you know, again, like rookie pass in a spot where rookie pass rushers like they just don't. 
they don't really make much of an impact early. I mean, it's hard. It's a tough position for them to uh, to kind of come into the league, and especially you know, against the guys that th- these guys are facing, and you know, Tyron Smith and Leo Collins. Mm-hmm. And I think that all throughout training camp, he showed us that he he belonged. Like he very much belonged. And I and and I have not you know given I had not given up on him. Um, despite him not having quite the season that I, you know, kind of had projected out from him based on what we saw of the training camp, uh, I, I think he's got the talent. I think he's got the 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 it, like all the things that you need to be a good pass rusher. He they, they were there, and he showed them. Um, and you know, they're talking about him developing a long arm to go with that quickness. I mean, now you got a counter. It. It's like. Yep. This is a guy that should not be written off. With all the other additions on the defensive line, with with Taco still around, I mean, I, I get all of that, but I also think that this is a guy that you know that sh- that will not just go away. He's a fourth round pick last year. That has a lot of talent. I think he was a gem, a good find for them in the fourth round. And I think that him showing up and showing out early and often in training camp that wasn't just a coincidence. There's talent there. So I think again, he's another guy. A year in the uh, of his first year in a training program. I'm excited to see what what he comes out with the other side because I saw what he had before he had all that extra time to work out. If you are one of the people that believes in young players like I do, hashtag age matters, um, <laughs> Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. 21 years old. I mean, he, yeah. is, he is really, really young. Uh, just to kind of compare that, Taco Charlton was 23 during his rookie year. So we still have at least a couple more years of Armstrong developing, getting stronger, getting quicker. Uh, I, I, I even think last year, you saw in the second half of the season him become a more productive player. I, I'm kind of buying into this. Um, one of the things that we typically see, and we've, I could talk about the research on this later, but younger players typically test worse at the NFL Combine. We, we kind of see it's pretty, pretty predictive that older players test well, younger players don't test as well. Doran Armstrong did not have a great Combine, so it's not surprising that maybe he's starting to hit his athletic peak and get a little bit quicker. And now that he's in a you know a NFL training program, you're starting to see him develop into his NFL body. Um, I, I won't be surprised at all if he's the third defensive end when we get to camp behind uh, Robert Quinn and Demarcus Lawrence because I, I do think he has a lot of talent. So uh, I am buying that Dorrance Armstrong is having a nice OTAs. Um, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.